It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. And welcome to Follow the Money right here on VSIN. It is Dave Ross, Sean King coming at you. As Mitch and Polly have a well-deserved R&R away from here. So they're stuck with us right. for three more hours today. So allegedly Mitch was eating something and it kind of went oh no, quasi-viral or something. I was kind of browsing. What, what, what's quasi-viral? Like if it comes across my page. Then it's, then it's quasi? Then it's probably like borderline <laughs> trending. Do you want to? Do you have any more details as to what Mitch was allegedly exactly. eating? So I, we don't want to call him it's out. It's really early in the morning for me, so yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I think it was compared to. I forget it. I, I got to look it up. Okay. Because well, I don't want to place any, you know, tickets on Mitch that that he don't deserve. Right, right, right. We don't right. pin it on him right. if it's not true. But he, he was eating something with such passion. Oh, he was getting after it. It was compared to like. An aggressive carnivore type animal. So <laughs> Mitch is getting down on something. I By the way, he put out a tweet yesterday that caught my eye. It, 80s Metallica, he said, he just went through the list. He's like, you, you can't beat it. The hits. Boom, 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 boom. Right? Is that a paint? It was like a five, it was five year run that Metallica had in the 80s. What is Metallica? I'm sorry. Is, the, is it a paint? <sighs> Metallica, one of the maybe like back then they were looked at as heavy metal. What's the greatest song? Well, to me, it's one. One is my favorite. Okay. It's actually an anti-war song, and I used to rock it when I was 
in Saudi Arabia with the Marine Corps. Okay. But I didn't really get the lyrics then because I was a little young. It was just a headbanger for me. All right. But like they had a thousand hits. I got to look that up. Metallica. Oh, yeah. One is amazing. Like M.E.T.? Metall- You've heard of Metallica. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Going to Matt Stitchcom join the program today. Going to talk a lot of college football with Matt. We're going to have Bobby V on the program today. And, you know, you are watching Derek Jeter's. Um, the captain. Yeah, you saw part one. How yeah, was it? It's excellent. I haven't seen it yet. Because I, I, we can't bring it up to Bobby V. Game four, World Series 2000. They Mets are down two games to one. So it's, a, it's, it's almost like the last dance. Mm. That, it's that so good? So this was episode one. Because the last dance not, was not, not, not like the intrigue, the quality. We kind of know who Jeter is. Yeah. Like he didn't have those periods in his career where There's, there was mysteries. Right. With Mike. There, there were misinterpretations of like what actually happened. So like, of course, Jeter's is going to be a little more steady. But the way that the last dance was presented, like once a week on Sunday. Yeah, it was a big deal. Right. I'm presu- it was a pandemic. Right. We we're all locked in. So I'm presuming the captain is going to be every Monday. Mm. And so this like, was the first episode. So he's not punching Steve Kerr in the face like well, Michael Well, this, this is all about him as a child, his parents, how they get together. Michigan. Like, this is setting the, 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 the ground for, like, why Jeter is Jeter. Mm, I like that. That's intriguing. Yes. It, so you, when it goes off, he still hasn't become the Yankees' everyday shortstop. Oh, he's just. Just to give some context about what He's a kid from what, Kalamazoo? Episode, yeah. Some context about the, the, the fascinating part of it. Is draft day. Ooh. You know, because we look at Tom Brady as the Michigan man, right? The ultimate Michigan man. Jeet, you can make a case. But as... Brady's from California, isn't he? No, no, but like coming oh. from University okay, of Michigan, I got right? you, I got like, you. Yeah, yeah. But Jeter can make that claim, right? But just, we, no, we absolutely. Think, like, we just think Michigan football. We don't think Michigan so baseball. I, I don't know, understand the foresight behind this. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what mechanism or device they use. But they filmed Derek on draft day. How did they know? Right. They had a camera set up. They filmed it. He actually had a University of Michigan shirt on. Go blue. Aaron Wilson is going to join us in hour number three to talk all things NFL. And uh, there are a lot of things going on, certainly in the NFL. It's the league that never sleeps. You actually think, though, that the NFL does a better job in the offseason than the NBA? Because I think the NBA. It's not even close. Because the NBA gets a lot of credit. Yeah. But you think it's the, it's the NFL. I don't think the NBA gets a lot of credit for anything but summer league. That's it? Yeah. Well, I think the like summer the, the, the The lottery used to be like the whole intrigue of the balls and somebody walked up. They don't oh, even yeah. do that. Now it's just like, let's hurry up and put everybody in a seat and like open envelopes. And then the draft, like, how many NBA teams? 30? Are there 30 NBA teams, if I'm not mistaken? I get confused with the, like, the states. Is I, I, it right, 50 I think or 52? I think there are 30 NBA teams, right? right? 32 NFL, 30 right. NBA, right? So, like, out of the 30 NBA first-round draft picks, like, you literally, like, are familiar with maybe half, maybe 15 to the 30. And another 15 you don't know. And instead of them taking the time to, like, introduce, like, the incoming talent, they mm-hmm. just kind of fly through it. And nobody's really watching the draft because Woj and whoever Woj's competitor is in that year are texting or tweeting. Shams Sharani, my guy, my guy in Chicago. Like, Shams yeah. is killing like, it on draft They blow it. And then when does NBA free agency start? I mean, who knows? Because mm. it's like this bundled, it's, it's tapering. Like, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, Everybody the knows. NFL gets it right. When the Super Bowl ends, like they have it mapped out. We go to the Indianapolis Combine. We go to the Pro Days. We go to the beginning of free agency. 
We have the owners' meetings. We have the draft. Like they have it in every one the of structure. them. Structure, right? All of it is like huge. When when the NBA did the the ping pong balls back in the day, right? It David was believable. Stern. Oh, so you believe it? Because like everybody thought it was rigged. No, like when, I, I thought when it was Pat more, Ewing went it was to the more Knicks. believable though when you could see the balls. So you thought it's that was very on the hard up and to up. believe when they walk up with the with the envelopes. So like whenever you'd see like a, I don't know if they still do this for the lottery, like for state by state lotteries. Remember they would like stop the programming if you're watching a show, and then the woman right. would come out and then she almost goes, like an Six, infomercial. Right, right. Two. You think that was on the up and up? I believe it more if I could see it. <laughs> I don't know how much of that is. I true. don't trust the envelope deal. <laughs> you think the envelope's rigged and not the ping pong? Well, ball. at least the ping pong ball. Like you have to do some kind of like you know, magic trick type of thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> if the ping pong balls are there, like, I mean, it's pretty hard to like. You would think it'd be hard to rig right. it, you know? Yeah. Because they're bouncing around. Yeah, like if you show the envelope, I don't know. Like maybe you didn't like the way it went the first time, so you redid it. Like, it's fair. Because yeah. if you're going to do like the Vanna White of ping pong balls, you got to be quick if you, if it's like, right. hey, this is going to be six four. You have David Copperfield or something, right? It's got to some kind of sleight of hand. Don't know how you the envelope thing, like, it, me and you could rig that. Knicks, number one pick. Hey, how'd that happen? Patrick Ewing. That was the theory back in the 80s, and that's why they switched the system. Yeah. Because they okay. thought it was rigged. By the way, how many titles did that bring the Knicks? <clears throat> Zero. Well, I mean, again, you, you, you have to put context on anybody that played with Michael Jordan in his prime. What, like, the, the, the opposition when Jordan and the Bulls went on the run, if you were in your prime, you just got unlucky. You were born at the wrong time. See, I, but the reason why I have a little disdain for that sentiment is you winning a Super Bowl. You know what it takes to win. Right. You didn't look at the opposition. You know what? Well, we can't beat that guy. Like, just go beat him. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, Pat Ewing. Like, I loved Pat Ewing. I hated him at Georgetown because I'm a Syracuse guy. But I loved him in the Knicks. And, you know, you got... But the NFL you, you didn't Charles, have, If Charles like, Smith could make a layup, a bunny... But what was it? Six out of eight? Yeah, but then, remember, in 90... So, if, if you were in the NBA... Those particular six years that the Bulls won those championships, I think it ended up being six titles over eight because Jordan was suspended a year, and then the first year he came suspended back. Suspended a year. Or whatever. He went to play baseball. Right. Whatever happened. Right. Oh, the suspension. Right. It, the, the time capsule, six championships, eight years. Six I for mean, six. Well, remember, though, the I year— I don't know a lot of teams in NBA history that probably was beating those six Bulls teams. Now, they couldn't beat the Knicks. And I'm I, sorry, New York. We're not trying to bang on you early in the morning here and follow the money. We're not, but, though. But you had a chance to beat the Rockets, and you couldn't beat Akeem. That's fine. That's right? a, I Kenny mean, Smith, again, Sam Cassell. Again, you, you want players to have confidence. One of the, the biggest failures on a big stage of a support player saying YOLO, which means you only live once, <laughs> right? is Starks. I mean, oh. Starks was shooting like the basket was moving from the first shot, and he never would stop shooting. So is John's he picked a terrible time to have his all time worst game. But John Starks has, I think it's arguably okay. Doctor J's swoop it wasn't a dunk; it was a layup against the Lakers. I believe in eighty eighty one. That's spectacular. MJ switching hands in the lane against the Lakers. Starks's left handed jam. He got about four yeah, balls yeah, on impressive. that. That was like impressive. he got four of them. And MJ kind of like pull, recoiled at the rim because he knew smart he had got got. You know what's so amazing about Dr. J in that play? Bring it. No one's ever tried to emulate it. I don't know if it's like. How do you do that, though? You go behind the like backboard. physically possible. And then you come all like the way around. Like it almost looked fake. Yeah, because, right. 
Well, the, are you talking about when the dunk look, or the or the no the, the layup? It went all the way under against Michael yes. Cooper. Like when you look at it in, on replay, it's it's unbelievable. It, it doesn't seem possible. And then the swoop dunk where he kind of rocked the cradle and then wham! Mm-hmm. Like people forget, unless you're of a certain age, the greatness of the good dunk. The cuff dunk. Oh, seems I feel like there are some guys that could do that, but the the yeah, layup where he, it looked like he went like. Ten feet behind, the, behind backboard the basket and, and then came, came back. back out. Like I, I haven't seen anybody duplicate that yet. It, it's a shame to me that they only got what they get one. They got it with uh, with Daryl Dawkins and uh, Moses Malone. I think Daryl already moved on. So it was Mo when they went four five four. I think they made two one one. Did they get two? Yeah, because they lost to uh, the Lakers when Magic played center. Rookie year, right, and that's when Matt, when Kareem was out for Game Six, right, and then, and they, then, won the, just, and then they won the one that they won. They won the one. Yeah, they they, they beat the Lakers. I think in five. Yeah, yeah, they went full five full, as Moses Malone said back in the day. I like that stroll through. I didn't know you could bring it back like that. Like that is solid. Yeah, man. Because like, and again, I'm sorry, New York. That I love was not... excellence. So like, if you if I I pretty much am, am on point with like all of the excellence that happened in professional sports. Do you, so you root for greatness. Yeah. So do I. Like in tennis, I'm going to root for the R Feds and the Nadal. Tennis, I'm not as familiar with Djokovic, but it's more so like the fault of the Americans uh. than it is like me, because we kind of fell off in the sport. Like we really did. Yeah. Like so, I grew up John McEnroe. You cannot be serious. Right. You can be serious. Yeah. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. We didn't even get into it, but when we come back, win some, lose some. You won some last night, and you nailed the call 24 hours earlier right here for the Home Run Derby. We'll talk about your big day and your big night. When you come back with us, Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. It is time for Win Some, Lose Some. And boy, Sean King, did you win some last night? Because right here in the show, 24 hours ago, kind of workshop this the home run derby and um you had dan the man miller mm-hmm. one of our producers here run down to the window I right did. here at circa because you said i like the lefty from dc who's not going to be in dc very long juan soda plus 550 to get it done it's it, actually plus 705 <laughs> i got it at you got a better number yeah and i was telling somebody on twitter who told me thank you yes because they hit the ticket but I think they only ended up getting like plus four fifty or plus five hundred. I forget exactly. But I was like, you have to shop around. Yeah, you know that's why it's important to like have all the apps so you have multiple options. You know because that matters over the course of like an extended period. Like getting plus seven hundred five as opposed to plus five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know that's a big difference. No question about it. And you and I were talking before the show. And we were tweeting back and forth with our producer Dustin throughout the night too. Like, boy, it just opened up for Soto. Right mm-hmm. When you saw the first round, and he gets by Ramirez in the second round, all of a sudden, now Pujols beats Schwarbs, and you're like, so now it's going to be Soto against Pujols, old man Albert, which we talked about in the show. He didn't have the stamina to get this thing done. I don't think he wanted to go right. out there for a second and, round. And another thing that's great is in-game wagering. Oh, yeah. So I knew I had the pre-flop ticket on Soto, but then Julio Rodriguez mm. did what he did in the first round, and once Pete Alonso won, who was back-to-back defending home run derby champs, 
when they first posted the odds, Julio was plus 110 underdog. Pete Alonzo was minus 125. So my investment in Soto, I bet it on Julio. So that way I would be free rolling because I figured Soto would be Pujols if they got to the final. No question. And, and it came through. When I bet it, it was plus 110 Julio. When uh, Pete and Julio finally like engaged, it was minus 115. Pete was doing what some might say extra, getting ready yeah, for he, that. He was, he was real extra. He was doing meditating. a lot. He I was mean, doing squats and, I mean. Yeah, man. He's yeah. into it. Anti-social. You don't like that? Yeah, he's I off mean, by himself. It, it is what it is. Like, whatever you got to do to get ready, I mean, you got to do to get ready. But, I mean. Some people thought he was taking a little bit too seriously. The camera might need to follow him when doing a regular game. Is that, like, his regular routine or was this, like, playing for the cameras. Like, that's the part I couldn't decide. Right. Because you Is know, this like, a show? The one thing about baseball is, like, they keep it, like, the cameras focused on what's happening on the field. Like, you don't ever really see the dugout unless it's a ball hitting the dugout or something. So, like, from now on when I watch the Mets game, yeah. I am see, is Pete in, right, I'm on Pete. is Pete Alonzo in the dugout or is he, like, somewhere doing squats? You know what's going to happen if, if he has a bad second half. People are going to say, dude, start meditating. Like, you took the home run derby so seriously – now do it for your team. And he might have been the only serious one in the whole stadium. Felt like it. Everybody else was having fun. Juan Soto over uh, Julio. If you had that ticket, boy, did you win some. 18 uh, to 1. Nice little hit. And Soto, look, it was, a, it was a good final. But you and I, again, we were texting back. But it kind of felt like once he got the, the extra minute, you knew he was home free. Well, here's what I got to figure out. And I don't know how to handicap this moving forward. Who has the best pitcher for the home run derby? My goodness. The pitchers matter. They really do. They really did. Because some of these guys were Mejia for, for. He was all over the place. A Soto would have hit probably 20 more. But it actually worked out because I think Soto had more stamina, energy, strength when it got to the finals. But like, Mejia was trying to, like, it was almost like he was point shaving. Because every ball <laughs> he threw on the inside of the plate, Soto hit off the park. I think they and need he to. kept throwing the ball to the outside. I couldn't understand it. I think Mejia, they need to sign him because he had movement. So yeah, he's better than half the Nats ro- rotation Facts. right now. Soto, and we said this yesterday in the show, people, it pays to watch Follow the Money, that we backed Soto in both categories. We did. And they both hit. Yeah. The longest home run, plus 350. Bombed it out there, 42. Look, and this was from last year, too. He the longest one last year. And I was on that one last year. The guy just, he's, he's still young. He's still going to get that one Herculean swing. Plus, you know the rules. So he knows he's got to hit two over 440 to get the extra time. One just happened to go 480. And you know what's amazing? You know how you set a goal yeah. and then you achieve it? And this is why I backed him going into this. His goal, in my opinion, was to showcase why he's worth more than $440 million. And as high profile of a potential trade piece he was going into the home run derby, Whoa. I mean, I can't imagine the offers that are being sent to the Nationals now. We're going to get into that later on the show because because now Juan doesn't understand why he's on the trade block. Really? You don't understand why you're on the trade block? How do you not understand? Huh? You said, I don't want to be the highest paid player in the history of the game. So what are the Nats left to do? Do they have another recourse? And if you were watching the broadcast last night, I know you were, it sounds like he got home. Huh? The Nats are like, two weeks, baby. <sighs> put in your... Put in, Punch I'm a, clock, I'm a Rays fan. It hurts so bad. And we're never involved in these kind of things. Oh, small market. <laughs> Soto, if you had the over 33 and a half home runs, ding, 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 he hit 53. I guess he got there. 
What's crazy just is Julio hit more than that in the first two rounds. <laughs> I'm glad it's not a cumulative thing. No, and it felt like Julio, and again, if you had over 24 and a half, you win that as well. It felt like he was the coming out party for Julio, right? Because Juan, certainly in D.C. and last year in the Derby with right. the longest home run, right? Right. He kind of felt like we knew who Juan Soto was already. For those that maybe sleep on the West Coast and don't watch, you know, Pacific I, Northwest highlights. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. Like he's huge. He does remind me of like, I remember. Like, doesn't he play center field for the Mariners? Well, you know, do you remember when, when uh, A-Rod came up with the M's? Right. And he was like the 19-year-old sensation from Miami? He reminds me of like a young A-Rod. Like the body type, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, let's hope that he doesn't do the, the bully I think he might street. be. But, you know, he, he cashed that ticket for you. We do have some videos, and I'm curious if you think this is a win. This is Russell Crowe. Are you not the detained? At the Coliseum. Now, Russell Crowe, yeah. I thought he, as the Spaniard, it was my favorite Russell Crowe movie, The Gladiator. I love it. Right? I hate the way it ended, but I love it. You hated the way it ended? Yeah. That he died? Well, the family. What happened with the family? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Family part was tough. Yeah, I like that part. It was a little rough. Uh, How about Joel Embiid? If you're going to do, and you're going to dance the uh, the horror, you're going to stand out if you're... Seven. What's what's the one? Is that a wedding? Yeah. His? Tradition. Is it his? I don't think it's his. Uh, but can you t- tell which one is Joel Embiid? Oh uh, yeah. Anyway. Kind of. Uh, it's kind of slightly shoulders above everybody else. Maybe it's the jumping. Jump around. Yeah. House of Pain. Good for him. Uh, That'd be a great friend, teammate. That is. That's pretty cool, actually. Ostriches. I guess you can. They officially do race. This is crazy. First of all, why didn't they get like a traditional one, two, three? Like the numbers are 13 through 17. I, this is ridiculous. How do you steer this thing? Like, look at the one in the middle. <laughs> How do you handicap it? Oh, no, and the rider goes down. Two of them. We lost two ostrich riders. Like, four. <laughs> like, you, you know it's bad. Like, when there's five contestants and four of them, like, unseat their jockeys. Are you yeah. supposed to ride ostriches? I don't know. Ostrich, I don't know. Ostrich looks pretty unpredictable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look. Can't, wait, what, that is named Kim Kardashian? Dashian? That's the name of the ostrich? Like the jockeys are just trying to hold on. They're not even trying to steer them or ask them to run faster. How much would it take for you to ride no, an ostrich? it's not enough. Come on. Live type numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it would take live golf money yes. to get Sean King and an ostrich. Hey, look, they got money. Live golf. We can maybe make that happen. Oh, they got bigger ostriches. Lose some if you bet Schwarbs yesterday. Oh man, he wasn't trying. Did was the fix in? Yeah, I think motivation matters in the home run derby. I think that's what we learned from last night. Like you have to find somebody that's motivated to win it. Like Schwarber looked like he did it just to do it. He wasn't really concerned whether or not he won. Yeah, and we talked about yesterday. It did feel like a right. ceremonial goodbye to Albert. Maybe that, that was like, hey, let's get you to the second round. So he loses, and he doesn't cast the over. Poor Seeger, what a bad beat, right? Yeah, he caught the one guy in the first round that he couldn't beat. That's amazing. He's yeah. 24 bombs, and he can't even move on. Some people are saying they got to switch the rules now. No, I like the rules. Oh, no, you like I, it? No, I like the rules, yeah. Acuna didn't get there. He lost to Petey, the polar bear, 20-19. to 19. I don't know if that's necessarily... It's not a bad beat, but 
I mean, you lose by one, I guess. Yeah, Kuna okay. never really was an option to me. I was with you on that. And then uh, also, Jose Ramirez, could he get 20 bombs? Got you 17. Wasn't good enough. And, and Soto, by the way, again, he was always going second. So it felt like he had to pick of the winner. Everything I, I know that what needed I to get. happen, happened for Soto. It went very well. Yeah, the motivation, the pairings, the order, it all worked out. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Log in and get a 20% profit boost on MLB Best Bets every Tuesday. Learn more at BetRivers.com. When we come back, the top five defensive football players that you've ever seen in your lifetime. That's the criteria. So if you're much older, you've got a bigger window. If you're a little younger, your window's short. We'll give you our list when you come back with us right here. Follow the money on these and these sports betting. VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday and receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday, automatically receive 20% profit boost, and now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. So heat up your summer with the Bet River Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. It's a top. If you ain't first, you're last. Five. That's not enough, Dad. Tuesday. I've been ready for this my whole life. Top five Tuesday. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Follow the money. Top five Tuesday. Sean King, Dave Ross coming out to your follow the money. And we're going to get into the Madden ratings in a little bit, too. And maybe in, mm, that's a good start to it. <laughs> and maybe how it might correlate. Look, I'm a little bit older than, than a lot of us here at VEASAN. And I've had this conversation with colleagues of ours in the past. Okay. And the criteria for me, when you try to look historically and say, who are the best, say, for today's Top 5 Tuesday? The best five defensive players you've ever seen. And the reason why I say it's got to be, it can't just be looking at numbers, right? It's got to be your eyeballs. You've had to have seen them play. I'm not saying necessarily in person, but you've watched them on the TV. You watched their careers, right? Like, because I used to have the conversations about running backs and, you know, me and my friends would argue Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders. My dad would just sit, up, sit back and say, eh, you can have both those. I'll take Jim Brown six days a week and twice on Sunday. I never watched Jim Brown play. Okay. So it's hard for me to put that in that category. Mm-hmm. I know how great Jim Brown is. But these five defensive players that I watch their careers almost in totality, most of them all in their totality, these are the best five that I've ever seen. Okay. And I know some people are going to take umbrage with some of them. Aaron Donald makes my list. He sneaks in at number five now. And, you know, we'll get into the Madden ratings and where we think maybe a guy like Aaron Donald would be. I would assume he'd be a 99, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's as dominant a defensive tackle as I've seen. Is he the best defensive player? No, he's not. To me, Ray Lewis is better than Like, Ray Lewis, and they each have, by the way, Ray's got two, Aaron's got one. Rings matter to me. Right. And Ray Lewis, you will understand this, mm-hmm. what he brings. I'm not saying Aaron Donald doesn't, but Ray Lewis, it was an aura. It was a vibe, as the kids would say. Right. It was the locker room. And then go out there and put you in the dirt every Sunday. That's what Ray Lewis did. Reggie White is as good if not better, than Aaron Donald as a defensive lineman. Okay. So I'm going to put Reggie White still third. And by the way, when Reggie goes to Green Bay, he wins a chip with the Packers and what was missing defense. 
They had it with Brett Favre in the offense. Reggie brought that, the Minister of Defense, uh, to defense. Deion Sanders is the best corner I've ever seen. And I love Rod Woodson. I think Rod Woodson's underrated historically when we talk about great cover corners. And I think Jalen Ramsey's great today. He ain't Deion. And I know that, okay, Deion can't tackle like Jalen Ramsey. Well, that's great. I don't necessarily want my corner to have to tackle. I want my corner to make you not throw that way for for half the field. Okay. That's what I want my corner to do. Deion's really good. That's really it? Good. That's it for Deion? No, he's really good. I mean, I'm t- I don't want to take your lesson. You okay. haven't gotten to your number one yet. Well, it's it's it's... It's with an exclamation point. It's still, and still, reigning, defending, defensive best player of all time. Lawrence Taylor absolutely changed the game. And I know a lot of people now like to put Aaron Donald in the same breath. Hey, they might live in the same neighborhood. But still, have fun storming the castle. Because at the castle at the top, that's where LT resides. There is nobody better than Lawrence Taylor, period. So I won't argue with that at all. I think I missed kind of the context when we were posed with this question because okay. I thought it was players that we've seen personally in person. Well, I have seen most and, of and those so guys I'm in person. slightly younger than you. Yeah. So I never actually got to see Lawrence Taylor in person. I know him personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've golfed. We've played against each other. You golf with Delcy? Yeah, a friend of mine. Is he nice in the course? Or yeah, he's he wanna, good. Did he want to tackle No, he's good. Okay. No, he's, he's actually a really good player. So I didn't include LT in my list, but not because I don't think he deserves to be honest. But I didn't see him in person. So Fair I enough. thought that was a qualification. Yes. That's for Aaron Donald. I remember being at uh, NBC Yahoo in 2014, and I was yelling from the rafters that Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack were the best two players in that draft. And I know Jadavion Clowney, I think, went first, and then Greg Robinson. I think Blake Bortles went like fourth or someone. I was like, you got to This is ludicrous. Wow. So there's a kid at Pittsburgh that's unbelievable. So I'm with you on Aaron Donald. However, my number five is Ray Lewis. I just think when you look at in totality what he did on the field, the impact he had within the organization, what he did <laughs> off the field, all-time great player. Number four is Deion Sanders. You know, I think from a skill set standpoint, probably the most elite athlete maybe to ever play the game of football. I mean, there was nothing that he couldn't do Mm -hmm. as evidenced by the fact he contributed to a World Series winning Major League Baseball team during his prime in the NFL as well. And three and two on my list are guys that I played with. They're both in the Hall of Fame. Derek Brooks, best world linebacker ever played the game of football. Warren Sapp, best three technique to ever play the game of football. And I know you're kind of uh, Aaron Donald guy, go watch Warren Sapp. He, tremendous. And he's a bigger body than Aaron Donald and played in a league where it was tougher to be great. And number one on my list is Reggie White. Like, I'll never forget being at Tulane when Green Bay and New England played in the Super Bowl in New Orleans. And I remember watching those guys practice. And i never seen a football player as big as Reggie White and as explosive and as powerful. I remember in that game... He went up the field, and he did that. The club. That club and just uh, eviscerated, you know, the the Patriots tackle, who, by the way, was like 6'6", 320. And I was like, (laughs) that's a different kind of human being. So all great players. You know, I love your list, Dave. You know, my list, I just did it. I had never seen Lawrence play in person. That's part of the criteria. By the way, the fact that without knowing our list, that we have three of the same five, that's pretty good. volumes. Now, you said something about Warren Sapp, and I want to touch on that. You said when it was harder to play yeah. for Warren. Because you position. could cut block the D lineman. I mean, you could get away so with today, a lot more you can't physicality. Do that, yeah, the rules have, have evolved. And and it started with trying to protect skill position players, and it was very offensive heavy. 
But then the defense has complained and they've made valid points. So now you can't cut block down the field. Like you can't cut within the line of scrimmage. Like it's it's much more conducive now to to guys being able to be more successful, more explosive for extended period of time than it was when we played. All right. So you know the Aaron Donald stands are going to get it on you and say he's not in your top five. No, but it's not a knock. I think right. Aaron Donald's an outstanding player. Yep. I mean, he's not Warren Sapp. Like, wow. if I'm starting a team and you give me a choice for a three technique, I'm taking Warren Sapp over Aaron Donald. What's the difference to you? What separates Warren from Aaron Donald? Well, first of all, Warren's bigger. Um, I think if Warren played in today's NFL game. With the rules. He'd lead the NFL in sacks every year. Wow. That, that like, is... well, like, I was sold on Warren Sapp. So my rookie year, I got to see him play football. And then the offseason after my rookie year, we were in the YMCA playing pickup basketball. And I was on the break, you know, <laughs> this is like Heron Abs me, you know. I'm just, oh, we're giving it to some guys, you know, think they could do it. I dish it to Warren, <laughs> you know, that Magic Johnson. <laughs> and he actually took one bounce, two steps, and dumped. Come on. At 320 pounds. Oh. And I was like, what just happened? Nobody stepped in and took the charge? Well, I mean, it was so explosive and fast, I don't know if they could have. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the kind of athlete he was. And I'm not making this up. Like, this is not yeah. an exaggeration. Like, that's I was like, I was, oh, boy. He can do it like that. Yeah, I called my agent. After that, I was driving home, I called my agent and said, hey, man, this thing real. He's like, what you talking about? I said, I just saw Sap dunk. I gave him a dime on the break. And he's like, he 320. Because <laughs> at the time, like, as a quarterback, like, you feared – yeah. Because they could hit you. Right. Yeah, like when you threw the ball, they could take two steps, pick oh, they you clean, up. They clean you out. Right, throw you into the ground, like knee your helmet getting up, and it was just a part of the game. It's not like now where, you know, like they're getting blocked and they swipe at you and, like, they hit, like, the hem of your, your jersey. Well, they, they, and then the yeah, flag comes yeah, out. Yeah. This, this was the gladiator school of football. And, again, I think the rules matter in that certainly when you kind of make these these lists here right. of what the rules of the game were. Look, I you know, in Washington, D.C., Jeff Bostic, one of the hogs, for the old D.C. people when they were winning Super Bowls. He told me a story in the 80s when they played the Cowboys, my Cowboys. And he said, you know, I, I'll tell you a story about Randy White. And they would come up to the line, and they go, hey, 54, called your number, and they would cut him. And he said, I'd hold him, and Russ Grimm would take his knees out. Yeah. That was legal. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. And they'd come up to the line, and say, hey, 54, called your number again. And he said, Randy would be cussing. And, and you can't do that, yeah. right? So, like, Aaron Donald is playing in a more conducive Absolutely. style than it, what Warren said. It, it's why none of the quarterbacks can ever have like certain patches on their like QB fraternity jacket that we have. Oh. Because they just didn't play in the same NFL. So for, for kids that go, oh, it's just old man, get off my lawn. It's just a different league. Yeah, you had to be like really tough. Like you had to prove it on game day too. Nothing was going to bail you out. Not the referees, you know, not your skill. They're like you had you. to be tough. Who's the toughest guy that ever, ever hit you? Like, what was the, the hit you went, wow, that 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 one got me? Uh, John Randall, Minnesota Vikings. What did he do? Yeah, he's, he's pretty mean to me. He, he hit me so hard, I actually looked up at him. I was like, I'm somebody's child. <laughs> I actually told him that in the course of a game. Like, I really, I'm somebody's child. Like, like wait, please. He don't treat people children like this. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason, yeah. too. Pretty good. Great lesson, by the way. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about those Madden ratings a little bit and see how they've affected you. Come on back. It's Follow the Money. I'm Houston. Peace, Sports Betting Network.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. the sports betting network Woo! 
If you're looking for more sports betting discussions around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports from the local perspective. There's CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. My guy Frank Hanrahan doing this. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Back alongside Sean King, I am Dave Ross. This is Follow the Money here on a Tuesday. The Madden rankings are out. It's bogus. So what's your consternation before we get into some of the ratings? What, what's, what's, I, I know like your ratings might not have been as high as you wanted them to be back in the day. Is that where this stems from? Absolutely. So what's, what's the... Um, so I guess, I guess got, the cross got, the bear. I guess we have to get into like the ratings that are, are, are visible first. Yeah, let's do that. And then they'll put my ratings up. And what? I want to walk you through how how bogus it is. Bogus, like this 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 sequencing is. Well, here's the top ten receivers in uh twenty three. Okay. So you look at Devontae at ninety nine. That's great news for Derek Carr. I mean, if you're into this stuff, if you really believe in these ratings. Now I think one of the ones that you want to to look at here is we see Cooper there and the cheetah. Yeah, it's the usual suspects, right? Now, D-Hop's not going to be available for a while. That's for sure. You get down there, you see McLaurin. How about that for Washington? Mm-hmm. A little bit high, I would think. But nonetheless, that's where he is. Uh, do you see who's not on the list there? Jamar Chase. So if you're Jamar Chase, I wonder if you take Umbridge that I, I'm not in that group. Like, my number isn't yeah, there. Yeah, especially when guys like Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel's a heck of a football player, but he's not really like a traditional wide receiver. Right. I mean, so I can see how you can get extremely upset when you look at that list. Terry McLaurin, like. I'm not better I than mean, Terry McLaurin. It looked like Washington was debating were they even going to give him, like, the extension. So I get it. And, and my only issue with the list, as far as it pertains to receiver, before we get into what Jamar Chase said, was mm-hmm. when you put Devontae Adams at 99. Yep. You can't say Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill are less than Devontae Adams because they, they do it differently, but they're just as dangerous, just as, just as explosive. Like, you know, so I think so. I probably would hold out the 99s unless you get a Randy Moss in his prime. I always have a rule. I don't give out 100s. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, if they said, hey, how is Sean King's performance today? I'd say 99. Yeah. Because then you have nothing to there's, – there's no – Ceiling. Like, I understand. Jamar Chase is better than Keenan Allen. Like, in 2022, like, Jamar Chase, even in year two, is better than Keenan Allen. Keenan can't run like he used to. Like, Amari Cooper can't run like he used to. Like, they're still really good players, but Jamar Chase is better. Michael Thomas, as good as he was two years ago, he didn't play last year. Right, and he's got a 90. Right, so to have him rated higher than – I mean, Chris Godwin's coming off of ACL. And you don't even know if he's going to be like, I just, so I get Jamar Chase's energy. So, my bad. I, I'm probably jumping around a little bit. Like, So, what did Jamar Chase say? Well, this is really what Tom Brady said. So, Tom Brady then, you know, Tom's sneaky good on Twitter. Like, you know, he'll he'll throw some stuff. Oh, he has darts. He throws them. <laughs> well, he threw one. Don't sweat it, man. This is Tom Brady to Jamar Chase. Madden didn't even put me in the game my second year. A little crying emoji. And then you see, Jamar, I'm going to keep working extra motivation. And then the wink, wink. So, like, does this motivate guys? Because apparently this is going to motivate them. I mean, not to get all, like, personal, but, like, Madden been getting me wrong for years. Like, I don't even get it. Well, 
Look at Brady going back. 41 awareness was just unnecessarily mean. Right. Like, that's just cruel. 41. That's cruel. Like, why are you doing that, Madden? And it's not John Madden, but it's now the Madden. And then Brady and Michigan beat Ryan Leaf and Washington State in the bowl game, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Like, so, I don't know. Madden, Madden blows it. But see, here's the thing. It feels like this stuff still resonates. Like, we yeah. kid a little bit. Like, but this is the most bogus ranking ever. Oh, my God. So, so let's go my, back. So, okay. so, so watch. I finished 10th in the Heisman. Mm-hmm. I helped lead Tulane <laughs> to an undefeated season. Like, how did they come up with 75 for my rookie year? So where should Sean King have been? Coming out of Tulane. I mean, if you don't know, then at least put me mid-80s, and you can adjust it from there. Do you know what, like, like Brady knew the individual breakdown, 41 for awareness. Like, Brady knew why no, I he was ranked I, well. Do you know I, why you got a 75? No, I have no. I just think they're, they're wrong. Like, it, like my, okay, in 2001, it was my, my year where I started the entire year. Right. I played my best football. How did I drop to 74 <laughs> going into 02? <laughs> like, some of these are ridiculous. I didn't even play in 02. Like, they gave Brad Johnson all that money, which, okay, Brad's one of my best friends. I hey, love Brad. I would have, like, just like the live golfers. Yeah. You got to get the bag. I took the bag. How did I drop from 02 to 03? I didn't even play. Well, I think the good news is. No, it's it- nothing good about being 68, D. Mm. I'm not going to let you, like, just downplay no, this. No, I, I was just going to say, like. And then what I do from 03 to 04 to jump back to 72? <laughs> like, like, the movement is ridiculous. Well, I, no, I was going to like say. Like, the I, last time I was a full-time player, I was 85. So keep me at 85. All I was going to say was, clearly the good news is it hasn't affected you. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> Why does this hurt? Madness it's a Madden rating. Madness, Why should this Madness bother you? You got a ring. I stopped playing video games because of Madden. I, yeah, exactly. Like, I couldn't live with myself if I played and didn't use me. Oh, but you if had, you're trying to win. You played you. Using me wasn't, like, the best option because oh, the man. way they had me rated. So who, like, would you, man. So look at the resume. I mean, the, like, would you then say to the Madden peeps, look at me now. Like, rate that. Well, I'm not a bitter person, but I no. am petty, so I might whisper it, but I wouldn't say it loud. You know, I'm just saying, like, where's the consistency in the rating? Like, the rating leapfrogged around, like, I was getting significant PT. That's the part I don't understand. When, when like, these... how they even get the initial 75? Because yeah. you got to think, Madden comes out before the season. Right. So, like, when you get, like, the 99, 75, that's before I ever played. Like, last time I checked, I was a dude. My senior at college. Yeah. Oh, so y'all just going to throw me in the mid-70s? Like, that's bogus. When you got that 75, and clearly you knew it, who was above you that you went, man, I'm better than that, dude? I turned the game off when I saw that I was 75. Right there, 2000. That was it. Yeah, I didn't try. Why? I didn't care about anybody else. I wouldn't worry about anybody else rating. I'm looking at mine. I'm going to say something. It's probably going to come off as a little bit embarrassing. I've never played Madden. I used to play Tecmo Bowl. And I would play, like, LT and Dion. Talking about was a really cool game, except for the limited amount of plays. Other than that, it was a really cool game. The Falcons back then, like, with the run and shoot. Yeah. Oh, but you, you, if you had somebody, what was the team that had the great defensive line that would blitz you? Oh, and they yeah. would give them problems. Well, again, when you played. It was LT. Yeah, you had yeah, LT on, on, yeah. the, on, on the wing. He was like, he's coming off the edge. Yeah. He's coming to kill. Like, I've never really been big into video games because I never really have had the time to practice. And I don't like to lose at anything. Well, see, that's why I look at this and I go, okay, I- I'm glad if Jamar Chase is deriving motivation from this. He should. But, 
That's real? This is real motivation? Jamar Chase, 81 catches, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns. I'd be upset, too. Does Tom Brady still care about what his rating is? Facts. Wow. Like, Tom Brady Brady cares what Madden 23 says about his rating? So, the one thing I think about the greatest athletes, I think they all, like, kind of mimic each other in their approach. So, like, they're all goal-oriented. They're all super focused. And I think what Brady has done is kind of mimicked, like, that Jordan mentality where you find, like, the – most subtle, small things, and you make them huge. And that's your motivation to continue to grind, to continue the, the, the extra preparation, you know, all the ancillary things that you've done to get you to that point. So, like, with Tom, I could definitely understand, okay, after the whole Miami Dolphins thing fell through and mm. he's back in Tampa, you know, slightly different supporting cast, completely different coach. I got to find something. No Rob Gronkowski. I got to find, like, something to pinpoint. To really get me going. So, so like, if you had thrown a touchdown pass in 2000, rookie year, you'd be like, 75 my ass. If I'd have known, yeah. You would have. Yeah. That would have motivated you. Uh-huh. I just was trying to remember why. So, somebody in Cincinnati, and I don't know if it's Joe Burrow. I don't know if it's Boyd. It's I don't different know. now. But so, one of the guys you think are going to get on Jamar and be like, dude, you're not, you didn't well, even get a rating. I mean, if you look at his Twitter and his Instagram, we probably got, like, you know, seven, 800,000 people following him. So, all it takes is one. You know, to to that's a Madden aficionado to put it in front of him, and then he knows. Like when I grew up, like we still find out information about a newspaper. I know. Oh, yeah, cool. So who's gonna tell me? I just find that so fascinating that pro athletes like Tom Brady in twenty twenty two, it still would get to the goat. Absolutely. That is fascinating. The first hour, of Father Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Log in, get a twenty percent profit boost on MLB best uh, bets every Tuesday. You must be twenty-one years of age or older. Offer not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules. You know the SEC is is a very interesting league for many different reasons. It feels like they really don't care what the other conferences are doing. Go ahead, build your little super packs. We're good down here in the SEC. Going to talk to Matt Stitzcomb next from ESPN, all about the SEC. Come on back. Hour number two, follow the money right here on Visa the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be- it's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.